0: Hey, love thanks for tuning in today are you or someone you care about stuck in the struggles of divorce feeling heartbroken lonely or simply lost in life well have no fear the joy ride experience is here a 16-week women's growth group to heal heartbreak and reclaim joy after divorce join this tight-knit community because you deserve to be seen heard and healed with other women who just get it Joyride is complete with an all-inclusive transformational toolbox, including both one-to-one and group coaching sessions, weekly growth modules, workbooks, and custom integration practices to implement in your daily life. I'm on a mission to empower women to become relentless about choosing and using joy to design the life they truly desire. I've saved a seat on the Best Life bus And it's time to snag a spot simply visit joyfullydivorce.com today to book a free joyride session and make sure it's a fit for you we're enrolling now for the august through december 2022 session all right it's time to start this joy jam join me now hey friends thanks for tuning in to cup of joy the podcast I'm your host, Heidi B., and on this show, we'll talk truth on tough topics to help you normalize and navigate the junk and invite you to choose epic joy on the daily. Because let's be honest, life gets to be a whole lot of both. We'll jam on beliefs, breakups, body image, and so much more to create breakthroughs and become the truest you. Like my mama B always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Let's start! Hey, hey, friends. Happy Tuesday. You guys know what happens on Tuesday. It is our summer series called Heartbreak Happy Hour. So I hope you grabbed your cup of joy juice. I've got mine. I'm just drinking some agua today after the long weekend. And I'm going to get my co-host to jump on with me live now, too. There we go. Tanya's on here. Go live with Tanya, Tanya, Tanya. Let's see. I think she's jumping on. There
1: she is. Hi, Tanya. Just trying to figure out cameras and angles and <laughs> I'm... You got it. Girl. You know what? You got it. <laughs> it's
0: working. I can see you. Can you see me?
1: Yeah. 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 Well while while I'm figuring out how to hold my phone up so that you're not just looking at my chin. I feel like I need to be taller or the table needs to be lower or something. <laughs> sometimes
0: but, I use my coffee cup, sometimes I use my computer and just prop my phone up on it. It's different every time. So
1: Yeah. The weird the weird thing is, is I've got this mad selfie stick thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work when I've got the charging cable plugged into it because yep. it.
0: I feel you on that. I mean, it's in my car as well. I don't know if this happens to anybody else, but you put the little car charger on it, then it doesn't stand up right in my. I'm old school. I don't have all the fancy gadgets for my car yet, but hey, that looks good.
1: You're looking good. Yeah, that's not bad, is it?
0: It looks great. So you look amazing. Um, also, hi. I just want to shout <laughs> you out before we get started, y'all. Tanya is up late. You are up. What time is it there?
1: Oh, it's it's not like late, late. It's 10 p.m.
0: That's late. I mean, I'm. It's late for me. And at like
1: 930. Mm. (laughs) Are you. (laughs) I I actually. (laughs) This will make you laugh. I went upstairs to get my selfie stick thing. Went into my bedroom. Dog jumps on the bed. Lays down. And I'm like, no, we're not going to bed. And he's like, what? <laughs> and I had yes. to, and I had to actually walk out of the room, yeah, and get halfway down the stairs before he thought, oh, okay, we're not going to bed.
0: Yeah, see, yes, like was... I know it's getting, it's getting around that time where we should be sleeping. So I just want to thank you for staying up late with me to serve these people in this awesome way. This is our summer series. Mm. So we're only doing eight of these Heartbreak Happy Hours. Maybe we'll do more. People seem to like it. They've been submitting a lot of great questions, and we have some really good questions today. But before cool. we started, I would love for you to just introduce yourself a little bit. Tell the gang who you are, okay? what you're all about, and why you're joining us today why did you feel the need to stay up late and join us for heartbreak happy hour give us a little something about yourself
1: <clears throat> Wow. Well, reason why i'm here um is because i saw a dear friend of mine Raya, do hers with you while i saw the recording and i thought yeah god get me some of that <laughs> um because at at the age of 54 and I'm saying this quite a lot because it's like a matter of weeks before I'm 55. So I'm enjoying being 54 right now. Um, I've been, I've been almost married once, divorced once, widowed once. Um, It took me probably, I probably stopped loving myself at around about the age of 10, 12. Mm. So it, it took like 40 odd years to learn how to love myself again. Um, and I'm just at the point in my life where I'm not saying no. So So when an opportunity pops up, I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do anything <laughs> within reason. I you love know.
0: that so much. Why? Like, Let's just dive in because I have a question on that. I have a question on that. So Go. what shifted where you decided, like, I'm, I'm just going to not say no. In other words... I'm going to start saying yes.
1: Well, I think it started when um, when I got my certification. Actually, because I realised that in order to reach as many people as possible, in order to actually make an impact with everything that I'd learnt, um, I I kind of well, <laughs> I kind of became aware that there were clients out there who needed me. Just like there are clients out there who need you. Yeah. yeah? And, and the clients who need you are not the same people as the people who need me.
0: Absolutely.
1: But, but if the people who need me are not actually seeing me, then how the beep do they figure out how to get in touch with me? If they don't know, I'm here. So, so I just, oops, I just started saying yes to stuff. Yeah. You know, in, in terms of, I, I went on this really, really, it wasn't a fun subject. Um, I went on a um, podcast and we talked about trauma.
0: Ooh, that's, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was deep. That was heavy. That's as far as I'm going to go with that because we haven't sent out the appropriate trigger warnings.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and, and we literally talked for 90 minutes. Wow. And and weirdly, it was fun it was actual fun it actually like lit me up i was like yay i can i can i can talk and i have knowledge and i have opinion and 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 it's me speaking you know after after years and years and years of being the most in-depth people pleaser i know to the point where i had none of my own personality i just became what my boyfriend fiance husband needed Wanted, mm-hmm. um, what my what my friends wanted me to be, I became. Um, you know, everybody came to me with their problems and stuff because I kind of came came across as that soulmate that everybody wanted, and everybody wanted to be around because I was just mirroring all day, every day, just becoming what people wanted me to be. And then, um, then I got divorced. Then I met my second husband and within, I mean, I'd known him for 12 years before we kissed. Oh, wow. So,
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: We'd, we'd been like friends for a long time and we'd been friends through him getting married and having children with somebody else and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, so we'd, we'd been friends for all this time, Yeah. but, li- but literally within days of us becoming, you know, an item, it was like a light bulb went on in my head. It was like, holy shit, I don't have to pretend anymore. I can, I can just, like, you know, be me. And and my, my husband called me things like the kindest control freak he knew. Wow.
0: <laughs> the kindest control freak he knew. Oh, my uh, gosh, wow.
1: So... Yeah. Um, so, what was the question?
0: Yeah, I mean, just saying yes to things because that can.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, just saying yes. Yeah. So
0: hard to. Yeah, do. that can be hard to do. But I love, I love, I. I mean, the follow-up question is, what about yourself? Did you figure out that allowed you, like, the light bulb moment? How did that just settle in? How did that just kick in all of a sudden? You're with with this person. First- <sighs> So long and then all of a sudden
1: it's like hello yeah well there was there was definitely a few hours of introspective thinking where i don't think i spoke a word to anybody um it was i mean i'd remember it so clearly it was literally a sunday afternoon and i sat outside pretending to read a book because i just needed to flip and think yeah. um so i took a book outside um, and and sat and read, a, well, pretended to read a book, and it, there were things like thoughts. Thoughts that were crossing my mind were things like, "Okay, if I don't have to pretend anymore, who the f- am I?" Yes, that was a big question. Yes, um, and. And and being in that partnership, um, and being, you know, a, a mother to his children. And mm. um, this was actually in the this was actually in the build up to us getting married. Um, I I proposed to him on February the 29th, um, and we got married in May. Wow! Oh. So we didn't fuck about Excuse yeah. my french am i allowed to, am i allowed to swear is this about <laughs> our audience you don't have okay in, the, in that case i I did yeah we didn't fuck about i i proposed to, to him on um like i said february the 29th we thought about it for a couple of days and um just set a date that was like three months away and and we just did it you know we just did it um because it was i think it was you know the absolute right thing to do for us yeah yeah Yeah. um and so it was in in that time when we were kind of building up to that that i that i he was he was asking me questions like you know do you want this or that or shall we do whatever and whatever you know those kind of wedding arrangement type questions
0: yeah
1: and it, it was like i didn't have answers because i didn't know what it was he wanted me to say yes and then, I, and then I suddenly went, oh, hang on. If I'm now not molding myself to being what this man wants me to be, that means I obviously don't have to be that. And if I don't have to be whatever that is, who am I? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I had to sit outside and just, just figure some stuff out.
0: That is, such an important inque- that is such an important question. Like, if I don't have to pretend, who am I? I remember the same type of epiphany happening in my life um, Mm -hmm. when I started dating my first, not my first boyfriend after my divorce, but a few Mm -hmm. boys after my divorce. And I remember it just feeling so different. I remember Mm -hmm. spending time with him and him saying, what do you want for dinner? And me saying, "Oh, I don't care, you know, whatever you want," and him looking back at me and saying, "No, what do you want for dinner?" And it was the first time in a long time that anybody had actually said, "Like, I'm, I'm going to have you decide. I want to yeah. know you.
1: I want to see." It's it's that see- deference, isn't it? It's that you know, uh, just allowing you to make the choice rather than him saying, oh, right, well, if I can choose, let's have, da-da.
0: It is. I think this question is so important specifically for women that I've been serving recently who are trying mm. to navigate heartbreak and divorce because before you find yourself in the moment that we found ourselves in, a lot mm. women ask me like, but like, I just feel so lost how can I find myself? And I think that question that you asked yourself yeah. is the, like, such a great place to start. If I don't mm. have to pretend, AKA, if I can just be the version of me that I've always been destined to be, that I feel like is my most authentic, what is that?
1: Yeah, but, but to take a step back from that, being lost, is actually a really good thing mm. because you have to be lost first mm. you can't just you know click your fingers and go from you know whatever you are to being authentic it just doesn't happen like that right um, well at least it didn't happen like you know for, for me yeah me either um and and the thing is you know we were Glenn and i were were married for six years. um I'm not gonna you know dwell dwell on the point. I'd rather not dwell on the point, but you know he passed away suddenly, yeah, so I didn't lose him through divorce right and And to be honest with you, you know, I still wear the jewelry, you know i'm I'm still married yeah, yeah. so so in in my head, I've been married for sixteen years mm. to a man who completely accepts me for being the authentic version of me get this when I wake up that morning he you know I I can wake up in a foul mood and he's just as loving to me when I'm in a foul mood as if I wake up and I'm all sweetness and light and I've had a lovely night's sleep you know if I wake up and the first thing I say to him was something like um give me an hour I need caffeine he would he would literally just go okay walk through the kitchen turn the kettle on (laughs) take the you know take the dogs and go out for a walk or something you know
0: yeah i love that
1: because let's face it we don't always wake up cheerful
0: oh no and you know what i heard the most beautiful thing the other Mm. day that is buzzing about social media. And this woman said, it's not about being the best version of you. It's about loving yourself at your worst. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that is such a powerful statement because I've said, I've even said it myself, like building the best version of me, creating the best version of me. And it's all. There it's really you feel like a you feel sometimes like the best version of you when you're including all of you when you're able yeah. to express when you're pissed or when you're thrilled about life and you can just take peace feel peaceful knowing that that version of you is loved is accepted yeah long yeah right
1: Mm. And the thing is, if, if you are the person doing the accepting and the caring and the, um, you know, a- acknowledgement of who you are in that moment, yeah. then you don't need to rely on anybody else right. to give that. And that, and that's kind of something that I wanted to, to kind of bring, bring to your audience is that... I mean, I'm not, I mean, it's one of those old, 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 old sayings that's that's come back recently. But um, a bird doesn't worry about whether or not the branch is going to hold its weight. Mm. Because it is completely certain that its wings will.
0: Ooh, I've never heard that before no
1: well it's 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 going around it's going around the the interweb at the moment um there's a, a bloke who who says to says to the person who's interviewing him there's there's no need for um, for us to fear being betrayed if we know we're going to be all right when someone does yes and it and it's the same phrase it's the same phrase so, so if if any of your women out there are you know starting out in a new relationship and they are afraid that this new relationship is going to be just as shitty as the one they've got divorced out of right. yeah right don't don't give that power away to this new man yeah? yeah don't don't put your heart in his hands and then live every day in fear of him dropping it mm yeah because if if you can if you can love and commit and enjoy that person and allow them to jo- enjoy you, then whether or not they betray you is irrelevant. If you know you're going to be absolutely fine, thank you. If they do, this is
0: this is literally everything it really is and and the reason why I say that is when I was going through it and I I would love to hear what you your experience was at that point before you shifted over into your new relationship um and when I was going through it I got to the point where I was just like you know what I'm gonna stop I was the serial dater, okay? I'm. Mean, let's just be totally honest, right? I was a serial dater ever since I realized, ever since I was taught that you're supposed to find a mate and jump on it and get married and do all the things and do all the things, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was taught way back when, right? And
1: but well, we all were we were little, we, you know, dressing up as brides using neck curtains, you
0: know? Yes. <laughs> So I remember just like breaking up and then the next great guy, he's the one and then breaking up and the next great guy and he's the one and then all throughout college. And then I met my ex husband, now ex-husband, and was together for a long time. And then when that ended, it was like, oh my gosh, now what? Now my life's over. It's over. That's Mm -hmm. Done and dusted. You know, I got no, I have got no chance at relationship again, I'm branded. I felt just like totally branded. And like, I should just give up on relationships. Well, but then, you know, buddy, couple months later, a year later, I yeah. found someone that liked me. So oh, he's in and oh, broke up. So it's just this constant. So finally, after doing all that and dating around after divorce and all that stuff, too fast, not doing any healing work, not focusing at all on myself, just trying to fill the void or numb out, or drink yeah. too much, like, whatever it took, right? Yeah. Um, then I finally went, okay, I got to do something different. Because this pattern that I've created for myself ain't working. So I don't mm. worked on myself for a year like you did, went through the healing process, the healing journey, learned so much about myself and decided like, you know what, I just need to show up in this life the the way that I need to show mm-hmm. up. And when I started doing that, my friends changed. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That was the first thing I noticed a significant change. Friends changed. And then randomly, a year or so later, I found my now partner. And it's just like I can't even, it was like they always tell you like, just stop looking. <clears throat> I didn't stop looking. I just was looking in the wrong direction. I was looking all around. Mm-hmm. I just needed to look inside. And once mm. I looked inside and stopped caring so much, stop pretending, right? Like you said, stop pretending. Who am I when I stop pretending? When I figured that secret sauce out, yeah. And just started saying yes and living my life the way that I wanted to, the mm-hmm. people I that were meant for me were attracted to me and it really was a significant change when I went through that so I'm not sure what it was like for you in kind of shifting around that
1: well when I when I divorced my first husband um which literally took longer to divorce him than we were married oh wow they don't take me down that rabbit hole um but he 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 refused to acknowledge every bit of paper every every envelope that fell through his door he didn't even open the envelopes you know he just ignored it and ignored it and ignored it so we were married for three and a half years and it took me nearly five years to divorce him wow yeah exactly so at, at the end of all that i was just completely exhausted yes by the whole thing um while that divorce was going on um i did date a couple of completely unsuitable applicants yeah you know what i'm saying um <laughs> one one was one was completely dependent on me you know in a in a really kind of like you know puppy dog kind of way sure which is which is kind of sweet for the first few months let's face it but you know it gets a bit boring after that um and um I also dated this why, this absolute mad as a frog narcissist. Ooh. Not only that, but he was he was like he was like a controlling narcissist to the point where he would lay out what clothes I was going to wear for work the oh, next day. Wow, 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 wow. He he turned up at my hairdressers and you know, while I was in the back having my hair prepared for a colour, he came into the front of the hairdresser and had a word with my hairdresser about what was going to be done to my hair. And Martin, bless his heart, said, okay, thank you very much. All noted. Absolutely. Yep. Fine. (laughs) And, um, this, this bloke, Went back outside the shop again, and Martin, my hairdresser, came into the back and said to me, "Right, I have just had the most bizarre experience. Um, if you need any help to get out of that relationship, wow. yeah, yeah, here's my home number. Here's my home number." And I was like, "Oh, what's the matter? Yeah, he only wants me to look beautiful. Oh, uh, he wants me to look lovely. Ooh,
0: ooh, ooh, right, it's like." I'm sorry so, you shared that because there are a lot of humans out here who are not seeing what's actually happening in that type of a relationship, right? We tell ourselves these messages to have something to hold on to, to yeah. find love.
1: Because, because you see, at the time, you see, this, this, this narcissist was, was taking all of the pressure off of me. I didn't have to work out what to wear, how to look what to say, because he told me how to look, what to wear, what to say, who to be friends with, who to talk to, which phone calls to take. Yeah. When my phone rang. Yes. He'd say, who is that? I'd say, oh, it's Simon. No, leave that one. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, yeah, I've known Simon since university. He's ringing because I haven't spoken to him for six months. He always rings me a couple of times a year to find out what, going on with my life yeah and then and and then just in that little moment there was like a moment of me popped up and said no hang on why can't i answer my phone but but the the boyfriend you see had made it really easy for me to be exactly what he expected stroke needed me to be Mm, i love how so so being on the inside of that was so comforting yeah yeah and yet, and yet you know when I, on the rare occasions where I go back to where I used to live because i I've, I've moved recently when i when I go back there, if I ever see that man, my skin crawls Ooh. literally
0: i can only, I can't even imagine being mm-hmm. in the proximityity of and once you figure it out too, how did you yeah. how did you come to realize? That that wasn't actually a helpful thing for you. it was
1: not very um, you know i I really haven't thought about that yeah i don't I don't really know yeah but i I know that there were a lot of people around me, you know, saying things, okay. Um, Other people noticed
0: before you did.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody noticed yeah. before I did. Yeah. <laughs> and and even you know even people like my my mum would say things like, "Okay, if if that's what you want." Type, you know, she.
0: Right, right. Like I've got your back, but are you seeing what I'm?
1: Are you okay? To... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So so, even when I, I said to her, you know, things like, I, you know, I can't come over today because you know me and this person are doing something else. She'd say, "Okay, if that's what you want." Yeah, and then she sort of went into things like, "Well, you've never been interested in that kind of thing before."
0: Your mom had a way with words.
1: Yeah, she's um, she's she's a force of nature. My mum, a force of nature. What can I say? She's she's 72, she's 72. She's probably fitter and stronger than I am. She's had a hip replacement. Go, mom! And, and she's still out there, you know, keeping up with me when I'm doing yard work over at hers. When I'm mowing the grass, she's, you know, emptying the wheelbarrow. When I'm cutting down trees, she's taking all the bits over to the bonfire, you know.
0: That's all the goals. My mum's the same way. And I'm just like, yep okay, we have good genes. That means we can do the same. Mm. That's the God.
1: Yeah. I mean, my, my grandmother, my, my grandmother died at 96, I think. Wow. So, so, you know, my, my mom's got at least another 20 years.
0: Exactly. My mom's always afraid of um, death. And I'm just like, mom, like, don't, don't put all your energy into thinking about when you're going to die and like, Calling it in sooner let's just like focus on all the life that you have inside of yourself yeah
1: because again you see going going back to the bird and the branch and its wings yeah if if your focus is on fear of death then you're missing out on life because you're worrying about whether or not the branch is going to hold your weight yeah when what you ought to be doing is flying yes yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about
0: the branch. And because no, your wings will hold you. And no yeah, know that you will be held. Know that you will be held. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's and it's it's emotional as well. I mean, the the bird and the branch and the wings is is an example that occasionally crops up when I'm coaching. Because I'd say you know I'd, I'd use one one analogy that I use often is is like being in a car. Yeah. My client is the driver. They are deciding ultimately where each session is going to go, where a course, course of sessions is going to go. But if they've got a destination in mind, I've got a map. Yeah. If we break down, you know, if if, if the car breaks down, I've got a toolkit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if all else fails, I've got a big smile and a positive attitude. So let's do this thing.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's it. <laughs>
1: but but with with the bird you see if 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 the client is the bird and life is the branch then the coach is the wings mm. because you can always depend on your coach
0: always for sure if, if
1: you're well i suppose if you if you I, I i need to kind of quantify that in terms of saying if your coach is a half decent human <laughs> your your coach will be your wings
0: Yes, if, you're, if your coach is in a position where they should be coaching, that's that's definitely an mm. important part mm. of it, for sure.
1: Hey. Yeah, and that, and that's why all of the coaching training I did was trauma-informed. Yes. Because it's just so vital, so, so vital. Yeah, yeah. My God, we've, been, we've been on for half an hour, and have we actually answered any of your people's questions No, yet? but
0: you've answered a lot of my questions, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Their questions. And if you guys are watching and we don't know that you're on just yet, make sure you drop any questions that you have down below um, and we will answer those as we go through. But let's jump in, shall we? We've got some really powerful questions, so we'll take it as far as we can. Okay, Um, let me have a swig. Yeah, have a swig there and I will read the first question. And I I know, where are you living? Where are you at based out of right now?
1: I am on the east coast of the UK. Um, about 80, 90 miles north of London. Okay. Very, very rural. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So- when, I, when I go out in the garden, I can hear foxes bark and deer in the distance. and That's a dream. Stuff like that.
0: I love nature. It's so wonderful. That's like my safety. It's just getting out there with just, yeah. just animal. Knowledge. It's like so- my,
1: my number one priority when I moved into this house was dig up the garden, and put a lawn down oh yeah means i mean that that back garden was just like paving slabs Oof, just just paving slabs and a hot tub
0: <laughs> yeah you had a lot you had your work cut out for you then i came from california yeah. so i moved from california the west coast over to the east coast in ohio which is more suburban and it's like totally different life to have grass and to have a yard I mean, it's a pretty, mm. it's very exciting. But the reason why I wanted to share that with our viewers and you is because our first question is actually around the holiday because we just went on holiday for the weekend celebrating independence. Oh yes, you had
1: 4th of July, didn't you?
0: 4th of July. And so today is first day after holiday. And so this question popped in today, which I think is amazing. And I know you can help with it, even though you weren't on mm-hmm. this holiday, you've had many holidays. As a divorced woman, as a widowed woman, as a human, all the things. Mm -hmm. So this one, it's so cool. It says, I feel like I have a holiday hangover. It was my first 4th of July without my ex and without my kids. And I was invited to my friend's house. I don't think I was ready. I felt miserable watching other couples even be next to each other. How do you go to social things when you're newly divorced and not feel like crap?
1: Okay. My immediate short answer mm-hmm. is find the dog. <laughs> I know. <this. laughs> um, if you, if you go to a party alone, look for the family's pet yeah whether it's whether it's a cat or a dog or a goldfish or whatever it is because that little creature is not going to judge you is not going to know whether you've turned up without a partner is not going to give two hoots whether your roots are showing or whether you're, you're seriously find the dog find the cat find the goldfish <laughs>
0: I love this answer because I never would have thought of it but it is so good. It is so good. Mm. Or or also, you know, that is so such good advice and and or find something to turn your attention to that feels better. Because I agree mm. I don't know about you but I've been listening- Well the
1: kids. The kids, you know, fourth, I've, I've been to 4th of July parties and there's like the barbecue area where all the men are doing the meat and the beer. Yeah. And then there's like the women with the Mai Tais and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the kids. So if there is no dog, yeah, go to the kids. Right. Yeah. Have fun. I actually, just, you know, put a straw in your drink and feed the kids sugar. (laughs) No, don't feed the kids sugar. Um,
0: (laughs) Eat sugar with the kids. (laughs)
1: Yeah, eat sugar with the kids, find the cake, find the jelly, find the ice cream.
0: I was actually talking to a client of mine today about uh, her 4th of July, and this was uh, not her question, but ironically, it goes kind of along the same parameters of being newly divorced, first things and all the things. And she told me she had the best time because she got kind of bored with the grownups and she hit the lake with uh, all the kids and she said mm-hmm. her inner child has not felt that kind of joy yes i did the same thing i was just like yes so you find you turn your attention to what you think might bring you more joy and if it's absolutely are laughing you know and doing their thing and the parents are just talking about whatever go in that direction turn your head in that direction take a step in mm. that direction. And the other thing that I would say is to this person, and I'm going to say it again. I say it every single episode on here, but Tanya and, and I are clearly sharing our experiences personally and professionally, but also take it or leave it. Like oh, absolutely may not work for you, may not hit for you, may not be a hell yes for you. Um, and so take take what works. But the other thing that I would say mm. is... It doesn't feel good for you to be in that company of couples right now where you're at, don't do it. Right? I think there's a time and a place where we have to encourage ourselves to do things that are uncomfortable, allow it to be uncomfortable. But if mm. you are, she's she or he is using the word miserable, right? if
1: we are miserable. okay um the the other suggestion then i would make is yes feel the miserable allow yourself to feel it don't you know drink and drink and drink until you don't feel miserable anymore because trust me the miserable will just come back it will. as a hangover hangover as opposed to a holiday hangover um but the the 10 minute rule for me Um, I I do know friends of mine who call it a three minute rule or a five minute rule, but essentially it's about setting a time limit and saying, okay, I'm not comfortable. I don't like being here. All I want to do is go home, but I'm going to do it for 10 minutes.
0: Ooh, I love it.
1: And then if you can get, when you get to the end of that 10 minutes, just reassess. Okay. Yeah. I'm still miserable. I'm still uncomfortable. um, Am I going to do another 10 minutes? And once you've said, yeah, okay, going to do another 10 minutes, Mm. do that whole 10 minutes. Keep that promise to yourself that, you know, that, that even even if you are having a totally miserable time, you can look back on that day and say, but you know what? I did 10 minute rule. I did it four times. I was there for. Nearly an hour by the time I'd got in and said goodbye to everybody and left. And you know what? I kept a promise to myself four times.
0: Ooh, I love this. I think that also when we keep our promises, that um, creates trust. And a lot of Mm. people going through heartbreak, there's just been so much infringement on our trust. And so it's that trust back up. Keep, like, make a promise. Keep that promise. Show up. And permission. I think the two Ps, promise and permission. So make the promise mm-hmm. the promise, and give yourself permission to change your mind in each moment to stay or to go. Yeah. Right? Without having to explain anything. I think a lot of women go into this spiral of like, well, what excuse am I going to make? Or what am I going to tell everybody? You don't. You We literally can just say, thanks for everything. I'm going now. Period. Pure- mm-hmm. Now I've got to go. There's something came up. My stomach hurts. We are allowed to just say, I'm going now. Thank you. This Mm. time was a lovely time or this, this, thank you. Period. Bye. See you next time.
1: Thank you. Really nice time. I'm off now.
0: Bye. Yeah. I love that so much. I love your rule because I'm going to insert, I'm going to have ours have a baby together. So 10 minute rule. And in that minutes, I invite people to ask yourself, I love this question. How can I enjoy this moment more? Mm. It may be just taking a deep breath. It may be get, getting a sip of water. It may getting up and moving to a different part of the room if the part of the room that you're in doesn't feel energetically aligned anymore Mm -hmm. right maybe there's somebody telling some you're not in the mood to laugh maybe you move Mm -hmm. outside and you go on the swing set for a little swing like there's so many little things we can do to give ourselves 10 minutes and try to see how far we can stretch our joy
1: yeah yeah or or even even if it's really honestly such an awful time that there is no joy yeah, for you absolutely yeah like, absolutely. like you're saying, some, sometimes people tell jokes that whether or not you were in the mood to laugh, they're just not funny,' just not funny and you've if you ever ever find yourself at a party ladies or and men for that matter, um where you find yourself going. <laughs> <laughs> leave just leave Just
0: go Just leave permission yeah. to go permission to go
1: yes i am giving you permission that if you ever take a deep breath in after you've laughed you know one of those <sighs> 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 leave just leave because it's not funny anymore yeah
0: that's just, yeah, that's <laughs> that's just that show we're just pretending all the things this one this question mm-hmm. the second question kinda goes along with this. So we'll see if we anything else okay. comes up for us. And I'm I'm interested in this. I don't know what perspective this person wrote this question from, but because you said that you have not only been divorced but also widowed, I'm curious on this one, um, if they're the same or different, but the way they phrased it is do you have any tips on how to survive holidays and milestones? alone I'm thinking like birthdays anniversaries like yeah yeah so heavy and you know Mm. uh losing someone through uh divorce or losing someone through death like it's a loss and there's a there's grievance in both many times right Mm. so I'm curious if you have any tips on how to survive milestones and or holidays
1: alone um when my husband passed away, I became very, very quickly aware of the concept of firsts. Mm. Um, He died on the 5th of March and it was literally a couple of weeks later and there was mother's day. Mm -hmm. So not only was I mother to his children, Um, but it was also in the three-week gap between his passing and his funeral. Right. So we hadn't had his funeral yet, and it was Mother's Day. Mm. But not only only was I thinking of of me as a mother, but I was thinking of his mother. Mm. It was the first Mother's Day for her without her son. Right. It was the first Mother's Day for me. Without the father of my stepchildren. Yeah. And that that was a really big gnarly, ugly first. Oh yeah. That Mother's Day. Oh yeah. Um. My my friend decided to take me and the kids into the nearest town, um, in order to buy things like Mother's Day cards gifts for Gran because she'd lost her son and things we wanted to make it special. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) this will make you laugh for, for the first time almost ever. And certainly the last time both kids got me mother's day cards because up, up to that, up to that point, you see, it had always been a really last minute huddled in their bedroom with something in front of the door, making a quick mother's day card because they hadn't remembered right yeah. right <laughs> but, but because this this friend of mine had taken us all into town, I got a mother's day card from them both, and I still have those cards I bet and um, because that because they were they're the the last cards I got from them, so that mother's day was was a first, and that was a gnarly one yeah um i I remember being inside the um store, I think it was something like. WH Smith or something. But there was loads of stationery and pens and magazines and cards and wrapping paper. It was that kind of stationery shop. And and I just couldn't handle it. I just couldn't handle it. Yep. Yeah. One, I, I, what I actually said to my friend was, I swear to God, if one more person nudges into me physically, I'm going to lose my shit.
0: <laughs> just had it.
1: Mm. And she said, well, I know what, you know, give me what you've got in your hands. I'll, I'll pay for them and check out. You just go and stand outside. And at this point I'm standing outside the shop and it was two weeks since my husband had died. Next week was his funeral and I'm standing outside this shop and all the people, hundreds of them, hundreds of people, had no idea no idea so the first bit of advice I'd give to that person is when you're dealing with those firsts it's important to know that not everybody you bump into is going to know that you're dealing with a first yeah yeah so so just just even though it's difficult, just give a little bit of grace to the people around you, because when you snap their heads off, they're not going to know why yeah mm-hmm. because these these firsts are going to happen You know, i I've just told you about that at first mother's day, yeah. yeah, then there was my my birthday and then his birthday, yeah, oh, and in between in between sorry I missed one there was there was mother's day and then there was wedding anniversary
0: yes. Yeah.
1: That's a big one. Mm. That's and and I I literally closed all of the curtains, locked the door, listened to my um, TV through headphones, right? Yeah. And the day just didn't happen. Yeah. Mm -mm. Not dealing with it. Not dealing with it. That's I I unplugged the phone. I unplugged the phone because I didn't want anybody to like phone me up and say you're all right. No, today is not happening.
0: right <laughs> That's a really interesting way to put it because i oh, I always I think about often is why don't we want people to ask us how we are? because we don't want to be we don't want to be honest with the truth
1: no. right? Oh God so no I don't want to tell We don't people suffering like thing is <clears throat> yeah I mean let's let's face it, how often do we as humans? interact with someone else on that total surface level you know
0: yeah
1: morning Heidi how you doing oh yeah how many times honestly think about it how many times does someone who says to you oh hi Heidi how are you how often do they actually want to know or is it just part of the greeting that's it yeah Yeah, it's
0: almost like I, I when somebody says, like, even even when they know you're going, you've, you've been through and you're going through heartbreak, right? And maybe mm. maybe this goes along with what that first question was, where they were saying, like, they're miserable at these social gatherings. I know, I remember one of my things was, like, I literally don't want someone who knows that I am struggling to ask me, mm.
1: how are you doing? I'm like, how are you getting I out? don't. Want anyone- How do you flipping think I'm getting on? You know, I mean, seriously. I, I, there was there was a point during that first anniversary where I where the phone rang and I thought, right, well, I'm unplugging that mofo for a start. I didn't answer it. I didn't look at the phone. I just you know just unplugged it. And then I thought, oh shit, I need to turn my mobile off. Right? Yeah. I rummaged around, found my mobile, turned my mobile off. Yeah. Um. And it crossed my mind, right? What, what are the reasons that someone would ring me up on my first wedding anniversary and ask me, how are you? Mm. Yeah, motives. Motives. Mm. Mm. There, there are layers of human nature that are truly ugly. And... On that particular wedding anniversary, on that first wedding anniversary without Glenn, I didn't want to have anybody ask me that question because I was so miserable that I would doubt everybody's motives. It would be, you know, okay, Heidi, so why are you asking? How the fuck do you think I am? It's my first wedding anniversary without my husband. Why the fuck are you even ringing me up? Yeah. and that and that would be the kind of reaction if we were like this kind of friends you know
0: yeah And i
1: didn't know you then but you know even if we'd have been you know college roommates or something i would have still gone why the are you ringing me yeah yeah what what do you what do you want from me do you want do you want tears from me do you want me to be miserable you know do you want me to actually relive the fact that i am without my husband or do you want to leave me the alone yeah. Yeah. Get out of. Yeah. I'd say that's how I was dealing with my firsts. Did you... A lot. A lot of my firsts were were met with defiant anger. Ooh, yeah. That... A lot of my firsts were. Yeah. But by the, by the time I kind of got to, I'd got past both of our birthdays, um, and summer was coming to an end, and the leaves were turning. Um, and and things like that when it it got into the autumn I don't know I just kind of felt I I literally felt like it was the end of the suffering part nature really supported me yeah then I and mean, i haven't really shared this kind of stuff with with anybody really so your your listeners are a bit new to this but 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 literally when you, when you spend the entire summer with your eyes closed going don't want this to be happening and then the autumn comes and it's then natural for me to have you know the door closed it's it's now time for me to walk the dog later or in the afternoon walk the dog earlier and then close my door and be on my own people used to tell whether or not i was home by whether or not there was smoke coming out of the chimney and then and then people realized that i had a wood burner that i could stack up and it would burn for nearly 18 hours without me even being home so when they thought I was home, and they knocked on the door, and no one answered. It was like, oh, she's stuck the fire up. Not that I was hi- hiding in the sitting room, sitting on the floor on a pile of cushions, so that no one could see me through the windows.
0: <laughs> you know what I? Yeah,
1: I love but that. But first, are genuine firsts are genuinely, genuinely difficult. Well, there's there's well, no there's no way to make them easier.
0: Yeah. That's, it's something you,
1: you've that's just true. you've just got to ride it, dig your heels in and ride it, right. and and know that there will never be another first wedding anniversary without your husband. Mm. I mean, there will never be another first Fourth of July party without your kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You only have to do these firsts once. Mm. Mm. and if you and if you have to get through it girl by gripping hold of the edge of the tables and white knuckling it through Mm. like I did yeah yeah that's fine
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because you're still getting through you're still relying on your wings not the branch Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I love that you only have to do it once you only have to do it once. Like you can do anything once. You can do it. Yeah, you can do anything once. You can do it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And and it's not I think the the whole point too is like it's a lot of this stuff isn't easy. It's heavy.
1: Yeah.
0: And we can it is. acknowledge that it is and we can be angry. Anger is one of the stages of grief that is necessary. Oh, it's
1: fabulous.
0: We have to be angry. If you're going to be angry about it, like, be angry about it. Be angry. Be with it. Be with whatever is popping through. Whatever is coming through. It's so important.
1: And I love that. Yeah. Because, because there's nothing wrong with anger. Nothing at all wrong with with healthy expressed, genuine anger. It's there. Aggression. Yeah. Is quite often what comes with anger, and that's where the problem is. Yes. Is being aggressive with your anger. If you're if you're just plain angry yeah do it yeah enjoy it yeah it's 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 powerful and it's freeing because no one this is going to sound really selfish right but on the day of my husband's funeral yeah no one could tell me how to feel Mm -mm. no one no one had the right to even try to tell me how to feel yeah. at my husband's funeral absolutely yeah
0: absolutely
1: when when I stood up at the front and said, Okay, enough of all this sad shit let's get the pub <laughs> yeah yeah when it, when I, when I you know nodded to the you know woman who was doing the music and stuff they they played our um Like our wedding song, yeah, which is uh, a track by Madness. It must be love. Cool. Yeah, they played that song as we all left the crematorium and went to the pub. Wow. (laughs) And 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 the great thing is, is yes, that was singularly well the the second saddest day of my life. Mm. Yeah, but. I felt all powerful that day because no one could tell me how to feel.
0: Ooh. How do you continue to give yourself that kind of permission now? Reminding yourself, no, <sighs> tell me how to feel. Cause I think that's the one thing we forget
1: as humans. Mm. We- weirdly, I don't actually feel like I have to tell myself that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know it. I know it. Yeah. I know it.
0: Was that your first experience?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Of like, no one can tell me today. Like today.
1: Yeah. I do it my yeah. way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It really mm-hmm. sunk in.
1: Mm. Yeah, it really was. Because he, even for that three weeks between his death and the funeral, um, people were saying, "Oh, are you going to do this at the funeral? Are you going to do that at the funeral?" Well, I'd, and I'd say yes and no, yes and no, and yes and no. But I still felt like I was just being, you know, pushed along by a, an unstoppable freight train. Yeah. That was gonna that was gonna take me from the fifth of March to the twenty second of March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once once we got once it once it was like, okay, it's the twenty second of March. It's his funeral today. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. And I and I kind of approach the whole day in a very similar way to how I live every day of my life. Because today was the first 5th of July 2022. Yeah. Yeah. And we only get to do today once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I would say to the person asking this question, don't, or try, 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 try to absorb the power of the first. Ooh. Because it's, it's the most difficult thing you're ever going to have to do, but you're only going to have to do it once. And that same thing applies to this moment mm. and this and this one and this one yeah yeah at quarter to 11 tomorrow morning there is going to be a minute that we're only going to get to do once yeah.
0: that's so good i wrote that down i wrote that down absorb the power of the first because that truly mm-hmm. is when we go through moments of so much pain and processing and all of that, it just expands our capacity to hold even more than we could before. Mm. So, if you can absorb the power of that moment in that day at that time, whether it's a stone or a holiday or just a day. Today, that
1: or just, just a moment, just a or f- literally, just, just that moment, yes,
0: yeah, that's so powerful. I just noticed that Raya just because is- this, hi Raya, oh, yeah. hi us- Raya, Raya's responsible for putting us these two humans together. I love Tanya, I can't oh. believe i met her before. Well, I think I met you once. Before you started the program, but then I haven't connected with you since then. So it's just this has been an awesome conversation. Do you have time for a couple more questions, or do you need to go? Yeah, sure. Night, night. Yeah, sure. Okay, I won't keep you too much. Yeah, money. I'm awake now. This one's- <laughs> <laughs> your dog's like, "Come on, mom," and you're like, "I'm wide awake now." We're-
1: I don't even know where he is right now, <laughs> buddy. Where's my buddy? Where is he? <laughs> Here he is. Hello.
0: What kind of dog do you have?
1: I have a collie cross. A collie cross? Oh. <gasps> uh. He's so cute. He's, he thinks he's a baby. He's now burying his head in my head. He's, because he. You know, what a sleepy. Hi, sweetie. He's a big sleepy boy. <laughs> Aww.
0: He's So sweet. All right. So I'm going to give you this one.
1: Yes. So next question. I
0: know you'll, you're just a straight shooter. And I love that about you. I'm realizing that about you. Um, This one says, how did you know it was time for things to end? It feels like it's over, but I don't want to look like the bad guy. I feel like he's waiting on me to make the move. So it that would make it (coughs) a fault. Okay, so it seems like this person is struggling. They know it. Okay. First of all, it's time, know it's time for it to end, even though they're yeah. asking, yeah. how do you know? I think that alone. I, yeah, we know. I, we
1: know. Mm, right. Yeah. I, I also think that this person knows. Um, however, I will tell you the story of when the penny dropped for me and my first husband. Okay. Um, He was um, an alcoholic. I had no idea he was an alcoholic until I started to get clues at the wedding reception. I know it sounds odd to have clues then and not before, but things like um, mates coming up to him and saying, Oh, Tony, I'm so glad you invited us to to the reception. We haven't seen you down the pub for ages. You always used to be down the pub. And I'm like, okay, there's there's a penny, um, but yeah, the the relationship was was short. It was heavy. It was um, angry. It was fueled by alcohol. Um, I think. Oh God, dog's moving. I I think that um, <laughs> he's now going to put his ass in my face and wag his tail. He's got Probably. it. Probably tail, tail here. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so, so having, having held that marriage together and, you know, and, and really made the whole effort of holding the marriage together mine all that time, um, I sat him down this particular day and said, you know, look, Tony, I've been holding this marriage together. I feel like I've been doing it on my own. So, yeah, it, it's like this it's, it's about time you start helping. Yeah. And he shrugged and said, Oh, I guess it's over then. So, <laughs> there's, there's this little mischievous part of me that wants to say to this person, ask your husband if he is willing to help you get this marriage back on track Mm. because you will know and your heart will know your essence will know your higher self will know your soul will know by what he says to you in the answer to that question Mm. whether or not there is actually anything left to save because men are, in most cases, and this is a wild generalisation, but if you can find me a man who is not born as a fixer, someone who wants to snap his fingers and have everything right, yeah, if you can find me one of those, yeah? I mean, put, put it this way, you're, you're a lovely partner now, right? If If you ran from your room now to wherever he is and went, my chair's just broken! <laughs> yeah? He's going to want to fix it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, of course.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, if you phoned him up and said, my car's just broken down, what's he going to do? He's going to want to fix it, right? Right. And if you sat him down and said, look, there's something seriously, fundamentally up with our relationship. He's going to want to fix it, right? Ah. If he doesn't want to fix it, it's because he doesn't want to be in the relationship either
0: right yeah i feel like that's really that's great advice a great great honing and on that for how do you know if it's time for things to end i love that
1: ask i suppose the answer the answer really is ask if you are not sure if the relationship is over ask the other person
0: right if
1: is this relationship ending
0: Right, okay. but I think part of that is like, before you ask them, ask yourself, mm. am I willing to fix this first? Because if, yeah. you're just, if you're so used to your partner answering for you or with you, then there's some kind of codependency yeah. happening there. And, and I think it's like, ask yourself first, how would you answer it? Do you want it to be? Mm.
1: Do you want to fix things? And then the other part of it, yeah, yes because even on, yeah, even on that particular day, if he had been the one sitting me down, right, and saying, you know, look, I feel like we've been working really, really hard at this relationship. You know, are, are you willing to have another go? If he had asked me that, I would have said yes, because I was yeah. willing to work. What I wasn't willing. One thing I wasn't willing to do was continue to work on my own. Mm. It had to. Be, it had to be a joint thing at that point. I
0: love that so much
1: because, because I because I do.
0: Yeah, that's another great piece of it. Is like maybe sit down with yourself. Like, what do I want? What am I willing to do with this at marriage at this point? And what am I not willing to? Do? Mm. I think like a little, a lot, of bit of and knowing what you desire before you put that question in front of your partner is so
1: important
0: because otherwise we're just coming along for the ride
1: yeah but it's, but it's also um, a, a, a gener- generous and human thing to do to ask that question of your partner and then give that person the time to think about it that you have had to think about it say if you decided okay for the next 24 hours i'm going to figure out what i want from this marriage if i want this marriage to continue what i am prepared to do to make this marriage work what i'm not prepared to do Mm. then those four questions are are four questions that your partner also has the right to take the time to answer
0: yeah that's beautiful because you've take you've had the time and they're gonna get kind of caught off guard. Mm. Are you wanting information right stat now versus just like I need a minute to process everything that's
1: that's Yeah. So so yes, take the time, figure it out yourself. Yes, sit that person down and ask them and then give them time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Again, you see, I come back to how every relationship and every family should have a dog because then you can sit your husband down and say, right, I've been thinking about this for the last few days and I'm struggling to see a future in our relationship unless we work on it together. Yeah, so it's time tying all those things together. Um, I know this is a big question, but I need to know what you think. And I'm now going to go out with the dog for a couple of hours while you think about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then just leave. Yeah. And just leave. Yeah. Give it. And, you, and give that person the alone time, not the alone time in one room while you're cooking in the kitchen. Right. Yeah. Space. But actual, actual spacious space. Yeah. You know,
0: create space. Cause energetically mm. there's still that, tie in the house together and um, it's interesting that you said I'm going to take this question on like a a little jaunt over here just because you just brought up the dog (laughs) and I truly truly want to know your thoughts on this again you guys it's like personal opinion over here right but if you have a pet okay I'm asking this because I have a lot of clients who face this and I haven't been in this situation (laughs) if you have a pet And you go through breakup and or and or divorce, and you're no longer living in the same space as this person. Do you have joint custody with the pet? Of course
1: you do. Okay. Of course you do. Um but but also having having studied um canine and feline psychology, because there is such a thing, yeah. Um there, there are there are basic kind of i don't want to use the word rules but i can't think of any other word right now there, there's Gu- like a set of guidance yeah guidelines there are there are a set of guidelines that apply to um cats and dogs yeah i, I can't speak to you know hamsters goldfish i can speak to cats and dogs um a cat needs to stay in their home yeah full stop so who you know if 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 i'm living in this house and my husband leaves the home him taking the cat is really not a good idea for the cat yeah the cat needs to stay in their home okay yeah the dog needs to go with the person who walks them and feeds them Mm. so quite simply you know if if the bloke is staying in the house but you the woman is the person who always feeds the dog if you are the person who always walks the dog then as far as the dog is concerned the best thing for the dog is for them to go with you Uh and to leave the home and stay with the person who feeds them and walks them
0: I love that you're actually an expert on this because I didn't know there was like a <laughs> whole, whole thing behind this. And I've been, I've truly, truly wondered about this question because I t- can't tell you the number of people. And I get kids, like kids are a whole nother thing. We don't even have time to cover that right oh, now. Oh yeah, kids, right. yeah, we
1: don't. We'd have, to, we'd have to do a whole separate call on kids. Kids
0: are a whole thing. But pets, to me, like my initial thing was I grew up with cats and never had to like separate animals. My ex and I never had pets, all the things. So But so many of the women that I work with have shared pets. And my brain just goes like, just one of you take the pet and the other one of you get another one, right? Like just start fresh, new beginning. Like there's so much attachment, all the things. It's like, stop driving yourself. Somebody, but there's so many people who share their, like Monday through Wednesday, you get the dog. Thursday through Sunday, I get the dog. And there's literally this back and forth transfer of animal care.
1: That's animal not care. very good for the dog.
0: It's not good for the pet. Okay.
1: It's not good for the dog.
0: So don't.
1: Because the, because dogs, dogs, regardless of how fluffy they are and how we look at them and go, who's the baby? Yeah. yeah. And not a baby. They're a dog. <laughs> they are a pack. And that, that creature sitting on my lap, Right, a minute ago. Right, who's my little munchkin? Who's <laughs> my little bean? Oh, I call him my little bean because <laughs> he's my little bean. You know, you know the the shape of a bean. Yeah, yeah. When he curls up on the bed, he just looks oh. like a little coffee bean. Yes, yeah.
0: he's just so cute,
1: so cute. He's my little bean, but he is also a dog. Yes, yeah. He's talking about you, munchkin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he's also a dog. Dogs require. Other than food, water, and all that kind of stuff. Psychologically, a dog requires a leader. Yeah? Because if they don't have a leader, they become one. Yeah. And, and they need a pack, which means they need to know their place in a family. Yeah? When my husband was alive, two kids at home, two dogs, right? The pack order was my husband... And then Jim, the older dog, then me. <laughs> <laughs> then then Bob, the younger dog, then Carla, the younger child, and then David, the older child. <laughs> that was the pack order.
0: That was the pack order.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the dogs were clear on where they stood, you know. If put it this way, if David tried to get any dog to do anything, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> Um however, Carla could influence Bob because they're next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So even even though Bob most of the time put himself above Carla, if Carla, you know, yelled no at him, he would stop for a second and go, Hang on, am I supposed to take notice of you or am I um, what am I doing? Right. There'd be a moment anyway. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's the same as, you know, David trying to stop his father from having a whiskey on a Sunday tea time. It wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm saying a dog, a dog needs two things, right? A leader and a pace in the, p- a pace, place in the pack. So if, if a you're, I can't begin to explain how wrong for the dog sharing like that is because the dog has no idea who's in charge therefore he will become in charge or she will become in charge and this doesn't matter whether it's a male dog or a female dog it's exactly the same yeah um because in in dog packs it's not always a male who is alpha Mm. sometimes it's a female sometimes there'll be um a pair that are the alpha pair and then When the dog is doing one thing, the bitch will be doing something else, Mm. but they're equally in charge. So a dog needs to know where they are in the pack and they need to know who the leader is, because if they don't know their place in the pack, they will become unpredictable, which means things like biting. Yeah. Pulling on, pulling on a lead. Yeah. All, I mean, pulling on a lead is like, like the first signal To know that you've got a problem. Mm. So if so, if you know a a woman or a man who's sharing custody of a dog like that, yeah, ask them. Does the dog pull? If the answer is yes, then the dog needs to live with the other person. Oh. Because say if if you know you are the woman and you're being pulled along the road by the dog that you have four days a week, yeah, the dog has no respect for you. Yeah. The dog has decided that he, she, it is the leader. Yeah. And he's pulling you around because he has no respect for you. So what's going to happen when that dog picks up something he shouldn't pick up? What happens when that dog becomes, you know, pissed off with a child? Yeah. Danger. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously, it's not
0: funny at all i am glad that we are having this conversation because that really puts it to bed for me that i am not crazy that Mm. it pets actually for so moral the story that i'm gathering from you is if you're trying to do what's best for the animal and not just being selfish for yourself there is a way to go about you has to be the animal
1: cat 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 stays in their home dog goes with whoever walks them and feeds them is
0: the, is the lead yeah
1: thank you for. it's, it's that simple it's,
0: thank you for settling this for me
1: <laughs> if you if you ever need me to sit in on a coaching session where you've got some confused couple trying to figure out what to do with the dog yeah we can solve it in literally minutes i
0: love this it's I minutes send them to this episode and be like listen to the, a little bit of this and you for support you <laughs> Latanya for sure all right well, <laughs> I'm going to ask you some of the closing questions because I've already monopolized okay. your time. So we're gonna start with looking back at the most wounded or heartbroken version of yourself. What are a few yeah. things that you would tell her?
1: You've got this. It just takes time. Um, time, time is compressed by effort and knowledge. Feel the sadness now so that it doesn't hold you back in the future. And uh, oh, there's something else. There's. You only have to do this once.
0: So good. Those messages are so powerful. So
1: powerful. I don't even know what I said now. They were. I just, I just just dropped in and let it happen. I don't That's even know what I said. That's so. the best.
0: <laughs> That's the best. And before I ask you the final two questions that I ask everybody, where can mm-hmm. people find you, follow you? What do you have going on that people can really get more of you in their life?
1: Um, at the moment, the easiest place to find me is my Facebook group okay um it's called it's called integrated you um my website is www.integratedhuman.co.uk um you can search for my name on facebook tanya swarbrick i think my hair is still purple (laughs) in the um my, my hair color is very confusing because it doesn't stay. It was, it, I think it was like this color. I love that. so. In,
0: that means that's how you meet your need for variety. Switch up that hair color. You
1: know yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's all about hair color. Um, and start. I mean, I'm having my hair done like next week. This is about as long as it gets.
0: It looks good. Cause it
1: just goes, goes fluffy and weird. Um, yeah. So, um, I've got an email address, but it's really complicated because no one can spell my name, so I won't bother with that. No worries. Um, and I mean, on on Instagram, I'm Swalbrick Tanya,
0: like you guys see right here. And we will drop in all of Tanya's details on the replay next week. We're going to replay this on Cup of Joy, the podcast. So they can okay the uh, live here. It will be on Instagram. They can replay it until then. But then we'll also put it on Couple cup of joy, the podcast with all of your details. Mm-hmm. You guys follow Tanya, like all her stuff. She is so fun. She is a wealth of, <laughs> as you heard here today. And if you want to get some coaching with her too, you know, jump in her Facebook group and chat with her there. She'll get you covered. She is an amazing, amazing
1: resource in that space. Oh yeah. And I'm, and you know, here's, here's, here's the, here's the scoop people. Um, I have now finished all of the lesson plans for my new program.
0: Ooh!
1: Um, so I'm going to start fleshing them out, recording content, building worksheets, and all that kind of stuff. But get this: it's going to retail for around about four to five thousand yeah. dollars. I haven't worked out exactly how much yet because. I haven't actually got a single list where everything that's in this program is all written down in one list. So I haven't been able to look at it and go, yeah, okay, that's got this value, this value, this way. Right. So I haven't worked it out. So it's gonna be between four and five yeah. thousand. Um 13 weeks, nine modules, four integration, breath work, meditations, sort of visual meditations. A whole pile of stuff it was originally designed for people pleasers um, work workaholics um, also like people people who are kind of driven and people who have been told by people who don't know shit that they have addictive personalities <sighs> you know the kind yeah yeah so th- those those kind of um, people who spend of their time living for other people
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so that's kind of that's kind of who it's put together for I should have had my notes for this a bit handy but there's there's modules about things like um the difference between a habit a ritual and a pattern um there's one about um core human needs we look at Maslow and we look at the six core human needs. There's parts work. There's um, really up in your head, masculine stuff about the difference between control and planning. Yeah. Um, different, different tools, like all of the stuff that Google mail does for you that you didn't realize Gmail did for you. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole lesson on, on just Gmail and how a, seriously there's so many hidden stuff in there so yes some of it is fully kind of breath work meditation visualization in your body other stuff is tick boxes on a habit tracker you know what i mean so um, it's
0: masculine and feminine a little bit of everything
1: absolutely a little bit of everything because after all i am a little bit of everything and you know as as ryle ryle will tell you i'm complex as (laughs) (laughs) fuck just just (laughs) when you think you know what you're talking to yeah you'll ask a mad question and a completely different version of me will turn up um because it's for, for me it's all to do with in this moment in this body in this moment, in this body. Because my body is changing every second. Every moment is changing every second. And the only thing I can be dead certain of is right now. Right now. Right now. So, um, yeah, the reason why I brought that up, and and sorry to kind of hijack the end of your show, but um, the first five people who, after I've spoken to them and check that they're a good fit and all that kind of stuff the first five people get 85 percent off What? (laughs) so basically the first the first five people who sign up are asked asked to give me a minimum contribution of 599 american dollars you can pay more if you want to you can pay more if you want to but the minimum is 599 so um I will expect things like testimonials, referrals, sure. you know, words that I can use on web pages and stuff like that. And also things like honest feedback, like, you know what, love? That module really didn't work for me and why? Um, so that I can yeah, I mean at, at the moment it's like a it's a first run at it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is the best time. So, this is the best
1: so time
0: it's join a program when it's yeah. done. and it's new and you can give that feedback and it's well received and your coach is just like Mm, so mm. in it so in it. yeah
1: absolutely because you see uh, uh, the those first five people um are not going to be in this as a group program Mm -hmm. yeah it's going to be individual so so the 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 weekly q a calls that are going to be you know in the future going to be group calls you know could have one of me and 30 people right 40 people 60 people 100 people i don't know but they're going to be group calls but for those for those first five people who sign up at that stupidly ridiculous rate yeah um, are, are going to get all of their um all of their q a sessions are not going to be q a they're going to be one-to-one coaching on the module that they do they're they are going to be given the modules not in terms of module one module two module three module four but okay the one thing you need first happens to be module six that's what you're getting first oh that's cool yeah so 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 we're gonna we're gonna look at what each of the modules offer where you where you are so, you know, you, for instance, are probably totally sound when it comes to parts work. Yeah. Yeah. But you might not be totally sound on learning how to plan your day and stick to your plan. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to give you four modules you don't need before you come to something you need. So I'm going to give you the module that you need first. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So that's that's just for those first five people. And... Fingers crossed. One of those places has already gone. I have I have sent an invoice to someone. Um, they know that they've got to, you know, get it paid. But she's like, okay, I'm pulling the money together. I'm getting it together. I'm getting. it, I'll pay you as soon as I can. And I said, well, okay, but if five other people sign up, I'm pulling your invoice. And you won't get it at that rate because I can only pour that much into those first five people.
0: Oh, absolutely! If you guys are feeling Tanya today, get in touch with her Follow follower, a messenger. If you can't,
1: kept... yeah, sure. I mean, you can't find seriously. If you're if you're listening to me and you do not like the way I'm talking about life, the universe, and everything as I see it, do not sign up for you're this not. program because there's no point. There's no point because this is it. Yeah. Yeah. That's... This is this is what you get. I say it like I see it.
0: I love it so much. I love that about you. I love this chat, this conversation. We'll make sure that people can find you, can get to you. Those spots are going to be gone in no time. So you guys, it sounds like this is like a pretty big announcement today. So definitely.
1: Yeah, I only, I only posted it in my Facebook group, in that Integrated You Facebook yeah. group yesterday yesterday it was posted in there jump on it you guys this is gonna be epic so yeah before i start marketing this you need to move quickly so yeah last two questions i'm ready
0: questions they're quickies yeah what one thing that you love most about yourself honesty yes
1: i'm i'm honest with myself and i'm honest with everybody else and it and, and, and i'm not using the word truthful i'm using the word honest
0: yeah what's the difference so,
1: well truth truthful is my version of the truth
0: okay yeah yeah what i believe yeah to Be true
1: yeah what i believe to be true whereas honest is sharing what is
0: mm. i love that that's beautiful and I, I mean, just having only one live conversation, we didn't even meet before this, I can feel <laughs> an honest, authentic version of you. And she's just such a del- delight. I've loved chatting with you. And I only... It's have been really good fun. Just one more question. What does... Yeah, go for What does joy feel like in your body?
1: Goosebumps. Those ones you get across your arm when you're when you're talking to somebody who says something really cool, you just go, ooh, fingertips, goosebumps, like like running up your arm.
0: I love how we're both like using all of our hand signals. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is. Ah, I've loved, loved, loved this time. I think you've given us more time than any other guest, and you've stayed up the latest more than any other <laughs> co-host. So thank you so much for co-hosting. Oh
1: God, it's half 11.
0: Well, have, It's half 11. I know, it's, it's time for you to crawl into bed and I just it appreciate, appreciate you and your energy and all that you bring to this world and this space, especially. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me. You're so
0: welcome. And to the rest of you guys, I'll be back here next week. With another co-host, same place, same time, go out into the world, shine your light bright and love yourself healthy. Take care. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.